On the splash today, Jared Haynes' dream continues. Fiji cause a boil over in the Rugby League World Cup quarterfinals. We'll go over that and the rest of the results from the weekend, as well as a look at the ever-growing hype train that is Ben Simmons in the NBA. It's Monday, the 20th of November. Hello and welcome to The Splash. I'm Wilson Smith. I'm filling in for your usual host, Phil Pryor, today. And what a day to do it. Australia's Ben Simmons is tearing it up in the NBA, drawing praise from left, right and centre and earning some pretty complimentary comparisons. Fox Sports Australia's Olgan Ulich will be in to bring you up to speed there. But first, it's crunch time in the Rugby League World Cup. There was a real David and Goliath moment this weekend. To talk that and more, I'm joined by foxsports.com.au's Chief Rugby League scribe, Ben Glover. Benny, some results went exactly as we expected, but there was one very special little upset in there, wasn't there? Yeah, uh, New Zealand, they're copying it left, right and centre back at home uh, as the wash-up sort of hits over there because they uh, they couldn't do the job against Fiji and they were they were pretty ordinary, really, although a lot of credit's got to go to Fiji. They, they put on a pretty special performance and a very emotional performance, as, as you saw in the celebrations after the game. Yeah, it was a real defensive struggle, that one. 2-4, two, 4-2, four, four, two, I should say. But uh, you could just see how much it meant to the Fijian players at the end. Nagama was just splayed out on the ground, weeping, and then the uh, the post-match interview with him as well. Oh, yeah, it's no doubt it's huge for, for a country like Fiji, a, a Tier 2 nation, to to get a big win over, over a Tier 1 nation. Um, is is something that they'll they'll never forget, and obviously they've got uh, a few big names. They've got a few NRL stars like Jared Hayne, but mm. uh, sprinkled in that lot are a lot of players that uh, don't play at the at the top level. Um, and for them to get up for a game like that and and cause a boil over in New Zealand against New Zealand, yeah. Well, yeah, it was it was huge and. I don't think anyone really saw it coming. The the Tonga upset against New Zealand was yeah. was predicted by some, um, but Fiji beating New Zealand that was almost on another level again. Mm. And you talk about the NRL stars, the few NRL stars that got sprinkled through there. Just how big is the influence Jared Hayne has on a group like that? I mean, we've we've talked a lot of trash about Jared, haven't we, in the last year or so? But yeah, yeah, Hayne is a bit of a lightning rod for criticism. He, he always will be. Just. Yeah. Uh, because of the money he gets paid and and the sort of... I guess there's a perception out there that he's a little bit selfish and he's a little bit all about me. But, mm. um, well, back in 2008, he uh, he went and played for, for Fiji in a World Cup. And, and he speaks about that still as a as a sort of a, a time of transition for him. He, he found himself. He found God. Mm. There's, they're a very spiritual side, the Fijians. Yeah. And, and they base their whole tournament around sort of getting closer to God and being spiritual. And that's, yeah. that's you, you see their prayer at the start of each rugby league game, their hymn, um, and it's absolutely, they're all buying in, they're crying, mm. they're, they're, they've got very good voices as well. Yeah. But um, it, it obviously bringing all those players who are quite religious and quite godly together, it, it sort of, takes their performance to another level. And and I think it also, for someone like Jared Hayne, it, it kind of grounds him. It, it's it's quite humbling. Yeah, because he wouldn't have had the same experiences in life in general, let alone rugby league, as some of these other guys. No, exactly. Not and a lot in common, really. No, it, yeah. And um, that 2008 tournament, uh, sort of, he rolled off the back of that into one of the 
best seasons we've ever seen by a rugby league player. Yeah. Jared Haynes, 2009, was absolutely out of this world and took Parramatta to a grand final basically by himself. So we're getting a bit excited for next year, are we? Um, well, yeah, it's probably too early to, <laughs> to yeah. think that Hayne can get back to that level. But what I'm seeing from Hayne in this tournament is he's playing in the halves and he's playing a very selfless role. He, mm. He's, he's uh, the lead try scorer in World Cup history alongside Billy Slater. Mm. But he's taken a role in this team where he's unlikely to score a lot of tries. He's put his individual milestones sort of second to to the team performance. Yep. And, the, and, and he's playing a role that's kind of understated. He's not running the ball, ball as much, but he's making good playmaking decisions and, mm. and that's helping Fiji to to play some really good football. Yeah. Well, just just quickly before we move on to the other results, where to for the Kiwis now, mate? That's that's two pretty big upsets there, Tonga and uh, oh, Fiji. Oh, it's, it's insane over in New Zealand at yeah. the moment. Um, and Adam Blair copped it after that post-match presser. So, it's very casual. So he should have. The the New Zealand players, are, uh, one scribe over in New Zealand has described them as almost in a, a cult-like state at the moment where mm. they kind of, they have this strange belief that the world's against them mm. that that they're right and everyone else is wrong mm. that New Zealand sort of the fans and the media had it in for them weren't supporting them throughout the tournament and that questions about that whole setup are kind of out of line yeah and it's really strange like to listen to Adam Blair to listen to Kidwell to listen to Sean Johnson mm. they're quite upset uh that 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 Basically, starting with the Taumalolo defection, and even before that, with the Bromwich um, Proctor drug scandal that had them sort of struck out of the tournament, there's been a lot of questions asked about New Zealand rugby league and the leadership there, and mm. and sort of the direction that the whole thing was going since Kidwell's come on board, and they've really taken that personally, and and it's been really strange to watch how they've reacted. And now they're copying it left, right, and centre in New yep. Zealand. There's calls for the board to be dissolved, for the mm. CEO to be sacked, for um, the coach to be sacked, for the captain wow. to be sacked. Like it, it it's is, a meltdown. It's an absolute horror show over in New Zealand at the moment. And, and that's what happens when you... Like, it's okay. There's, there's upsets in, in big tournaments mm. and, and big games. That, that happens every now and then. But, but to then take the attitude that, oh, no, it was actually... Like, we didn't play that bad. We didn't perform that bad. Mm. We're, we're very proud of ourselves yeah. um, for, for losing to a tier two nation. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of in some weird fantasy world that, that shouldn't exist. Australia made short work of Samoa, 46-0. Val Holmes, five tries, mate. What a performance. Yeah, he, well, he's a great finisher. And, uh, and it's just probably proven to a lot of people that, Again, that he's a far better winger than he's yeah. a fullback. Yeah. Um, obviously, his personal goal is to be a fullback. I think that's partly to do with the financial rewards that you get from being a fullback. The fullback's one of the highest paid players on every NRL roster. Wings, on the other hand, are not. So um, the Sharks kind of invested in him as a fullback and are paying him Big money, like pretty close to a million bucks a season, about eight fifty a season, something yeah, like that. Right. But um, I think they're within the Sharks camp. There's now a little bit of regret about that. That they would have preferred to 
keep him on the wing. They brought Matt Moylan in, in, who knows, he could end up at fullback. But going back to the Kangaroos, Holmes' is best spot, like he is one of the two best wingers in Australia. There's no yeah. doubt about it. But he's he's nowhere near that as a fullback. Mm. Uh, Tonga, 24 to 22 over Lebanon. Good on the Tongans. Well, the they were they were pretty lucky. Lebanon actually played really, really well. They played yeah. out of their skin. And Brad Fittler is probably going to get the New South Wales coaching job this week on wow. the back of that performance. Like, yeah. he was and who could argue that too? He was already probably the favourite of the four candidates that New South Wales are looking at. But he did a phenomenal job with that side uh, in the World Cup. And Mitchell Moses was sensational. Yeah. Robbie Farrow was pretty good playing through pain. He he had a heel injury that sort of plagued his tournament. Le- Michael Leisha was very good. But then mm-hmm. there were players that aren't the big names as well that, that really had a dig and, and played some good footy. And yeah. Yeah, that, it, they were very close to winning that game. Mm. Uh, there was a disallowed try where um, the video ref ruled an obstruction that could have gone either way. And... Mm. The Lebanese players were pretty upset that it wasn't the try call didn't stand. If if that stands, Tong is potentially out of the tournament. Yeah. So that would have been an even bigger story potentially. But um, yeah, great to see Lebanon, a, a country that I think they were ranked twenty first coming into the tournament, and they wow. al- they almost got to a semi final. I don't know if I could name twenty other nations that play rugby league. Yeah, well, there's there's <laughs> all struggle. sorts through through Europe that uh, aren't really on the radar unless they qualify. Yeah, but yeah there's a big qualification stage. That yeah leads into it well Tonga comes up against England they uh, dealt with PNG 36 to 6 I believe it was what did you see out of that England played pretty ordinary yeah they they had a pretty poor game really there was a lot of handling errors really low completion rate Um, it's just the PNG weren't really on their game either that they kind of went untested a little bit but David Mead was knocked out after two minutes yeah that throws everything out doesn't it didn't play the rest yeah he's he's one of their biggest stars. Mm. But Papua New Guinea had been outstanding in Papua New Guinea. That game was in Melbourne. They probably weren't quite they at the same the crowd. level. Yeah, yeah. and um, England will have to lift. They'll have to They'll have to be a lot better than what they were yesterday in yeah, order absolutely. to beat Tonga. Yeah, a couple of bright spots from them, though. Um, Gareth Widdop has been really good for them at fullback. Yep. Probably a lot of NRL fans didn't even realise he was fullback by trade before he came to the Dragons and ended up playing in the halves. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else caught your eye? Um, yeah, Alex Wormsley, who has uh, a lot of NRL scouts apparently after him. He's a prop who um, who has dominated the Super League over the last couple of years, and he's been really good. Yeah. Um, Jermaine McGilvray, the, the winger, he mm. um, he's been one of the stars of the tournament. Um, certainly one of the best outside backs. Yep. So, uh, wouldn't shock me to see him uh, wind up in the NRL at some stage if. Uh, if there's teams short of wingers, because he's, he's a real fun player to watch. Yeah, and that's the beauty of playing in Australia, hey? Everyone gets to see these guys up up close and personal. All righty, Ben. Thanks, mate. We'll probably speak to you later in the week when we uh, get into those other uh, upcoming matches. All good. Thanks, Wilson. All right, we mentioned Ben Simmons at the top of the show. I'm joined right now by Fox Sports Australia's Ogden Bullich to talk all things Simmons. Olga, how good is this kid? He's, he's better than advertised. Mm. You know, we, we came in knowing that he would probably be the best rookie. Um, now we're at the point where we're speaking about him as though he's a potential all-star, potential all-NBA player. Mm. You know, it's not out of the question that he makes either of those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, for this team, 
it's, it's a team that's got Joel Embiid, who's getting kind of Hakeem Olajuwon comparisons, and, you know, quite rightly. Simmons is getting those Magic Johnson, LeBron comparisons, and, you know, they're not out of the question either. Mm. So this is pretty incredible to see, especially for an Australian, which we have really never seen before as far as, you know, the male basketball realm. Mm. And, and it's not even as though we're exaggerating the efforts no. Simmons and the 76ers are having here. This is, this is legit. He is one of the best players in the NBA at the moment, I would say. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah, it's, it's completely reasonable for us to say that. I know, you know, we get accused often of, you know, hyping certain people or hyping certain things. Um, but, you know, this just isn't one of, one of those situations. You can talk about the Sixers and how they're not amazing. You know, they've had trouble finishing games, which they showed last game against the Warriors. Yep. But Ben Simmons is, you know, exactly how we portray him to be. You know, every bit of coverage that we give him, every bit of coverage that he gets is completely warranted, which yep. I'm really happy about. Um, look, Rookie of the Year. I know it's very early in the season, but, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's if he can stay healthy, has he got this thing sewn up? It's locked up. It's... Yep. it's he, he only has to perform, you know, at slightly above what he's capable of for the rest of the season in order to lock that up. Yeah. As far as those who are, you know, competing against him, you can look at someone like Jason Tatum yep. in Boston, who's, who's doing really well. That team is on a roll. Mm. Um, you know, we're going to speak about them a little bit later. Um, you know, other than Jason Tatum, maybe Carl Kuzma, mm -hmm. who's kind of showing out in, in L.A. right now. Yeah. Um, you know, c going to this, it was kind of Ben Simmons, maybe Lonzo Ball, maybe Markel Fultz, who was Ben Simmons' teammate. Yeah. Fultz isn't going to get it. Lonzo Ball is not going to get it at all. He's been playing horribly. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's it's all the locked up for Ben. Yeah, and those guys that you mentioned there, they're not having the same impact on their teams. They're both, well, I mean, Tatum and the Celtics are having a bit of success there, but you can't say that he's been the main person to make it all happen. Like with the 76ers, obviously Embiid has been a massive part of that, but Ben yep. Simmons is the one who's driving it all. Ben Simmons is the man. Yeah. And you, you don't get to see a rookie as the man on a team very often. Yep. You know, over the past few years, you've seen guys like Michael Carter-Williams when he was at the Sixers, um, you know, Tyreek Evans when he was at the Kings, Blake Griffin when he was at the Clippers, um, guys like that. Even Carl Towns, you can maybe throw him in there when mm -hmm. you know, his year with the Timberwolves. Um, but no, Ben Simmons is a guy who you can already point to as, you know, one of the most effective point guards in the league. You know, we call him a point guard, of course. Um, and, you know, one of the most productive point guards in the league. Yep. And he's averaging, what, like 8, 9, and 8. 18, 9, and 8, excuse me. And that's just, for a rookie, that's incredible. For a point guard, that's, you know, almost unheard of, you know, recently. Do you think his inability to make shots will count against him at the end of the day? Or do you think it's it's not something that people should focus too much on because I think he's still scoring? Well, see, that's you know? the thing. Right now, it hasn't been an issue. Um, you know, the jump shot's going to get better. You know, he it's not broken. Mm. That's the one thing that, you know, his people keep telling me that, um, it's you hear it all the time. It's not broken. It, when you look at it, it's slightly off. Um, but you know, it's not irredeemable. Mm. Um, but the way they're defending him, it's it's almost like he's unguardable. Just considering, you know, for example, as a point guard coming off pick and rolls, they go under those pick and rolls, to, you know, to give him room to shoot it because yep. they know he's not going to shoot it. Yep. But he uses that room to get ahead of steam mm. and drive to the basket. And with his kind of size, athleticism, that's really tough to stop. And you know, you saw it against the Warriors, and we've seen it all season. Yeah, you know, he's just he's making the most of the the defensive schemes that are being thrown at him um and you know that's just a sign of you know how far along he is as but far as how, how as far as his basketball iq right now yeah let's talk about that game with the warriors and yes. in general the 76ers where do you see them heading this year i, I think they're a mid to late eastern conference team yeah I, I think they're one of the most talented teams yeah. in the the east and you know the way that their makeup is really interesting too i think they coach really well um i don't see them winning yeah uh, but you know in a year I think they could be one of the better teams in the East. All right. And speaking of Embiid, 
how good is he? How historic <laughs> are the numbers he's putting up? It's it's pretty incredible. You know, we speak about that that last game against the Warriors, which is about two games ago. If you're listening to this on Monday, he dropped 46 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists, seven blocks. Which, you know, for any player that's incredible. For a seven footer, and he hit a couple threes as well. Mm. That's ridiculous. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a line that no one has ever gotten before. Wow. Um, just just in history, just considering how diverse of a player you have to be to put up those numbers across all yeah. statistical categories. I um, mean, even just the points themselves. Like, it was Alan Iverson who was the last player to score that many points in a game for the 76ers. That's incredible in itself. And then you add all exactly. the other stuff. Yeah, and he, he was basically unguardable in that game. You know, if he, he can hit the shot from the perimeter. You know, they post him up in that mid-post area on the left side of the floor, and he's just, you can't guard him. Yeah. Interestingly, though, Andrew Bogut, Australian, mm. go bogey, did a really good job on him. Ah, well, as far as <laughs> as far as He's points, still hanging in there. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Another hot team, Celtics. Fifteen-game yeah. win streak. Are these guys legit? I think they are. We we can't not call them that anymore. I was I was hesitant to say it about them just because yep. they're a young team and it looked like they were kind of going off adrenaline for a bit. Mm. Uh, you know, after that win over the Warriors, where they locked them down. That that showed us something. That showed that you know this team could score the ball. They've got a guy in Kyrie who you can probably trust mm. in crunch time as uh, to be the man, which is what he wanted to be when he went to Boston. Yeah. Um, and then they've got the young guys around him who you know willing to play their respective roles. Yeah. Um, and you know they're a lot of fun to watch. You know, Jason Tatum is w- way ahead of his years as far as being a rookie, and Jalen Brown is yeah. Um, you know just incredible. He's such a powerful player. Yeah, and we've heard a lot about them being the team of the future in the East, but honestly, are they? Just about the team of right now. They're the best the team in the, the best team in the East. Exactly. With the, the, the way the Cavs have been struggling, um, you know the Wizards looking kind of up and down, and the Raptors just kind of staying stagnant. Yeah. The Celtics are the team to beat in the East, and mm. really one of the teams to beat in the league. Yeah. So Kyrie leaves the Cavs. He wants to be the man. He's got Gordon Hayward there. Um, everything looks like it's in place for that. Loses Hayward a couple minutes into the season. Yep. What does this mean for Kyrie's legacy now, what he's doing with such a young team? You know, it's it's too early to talk legacy, I think, considering this is just a fifteen nothing of course. Or it's a fifteen game winning streak. It's it's a big deal, you know, it's quite cool. Mm. Um, you know, d- it it all depends how far he can take this team. If he can yeah. lead this team without Gordon Hayward to even even to a finals, that's really impressive considering he would have to get past LeBron James and the Cavs. Exactly. And that's my point. What is the measure of success for this team this year? For this team, without Gordon Hayward, if they can make the conference finals, yeah, which would probably be against the Cavs, you know, in the hopes that the Cavs, you know, pull their stuff together, yeah, then I think that would be, you know, a really admirable effort for the Celtics and okay. for, for Kyrie and the Celtics. Something tells me he's not going to be happy with admirable effort, but... <laughs> we'll just have to see how that plays out. If he look, if he has to cope with admirable effort, I think he'll take it. We've talked a lot about <laughs> Lonzo Ball so far this season. Yeah, uh, Leangelo, the younger brother, yeah. got in a little bit of trouble over in China, and uh, <laughs> we had the president of the United States, Donald Trump. Yeah, pretty much what I've heard is he just busted him out of jail. Um, they're all safe and sound back yeah. in America. And, yeah. you know, everyone, thank you so much, um, President Trump. But it's turned sour, mate. What's gone wrong here? So, Leangelo Ball and some of his UCLA teammates, they decided to steal things from, you know, high-end stores in China, mm. which, don't do that. That's, mm-hmm. that's a stupid thing to do. They didn't get locked up, but they were probably going to go to either jail or be kind of held at that country in that country for probably one to two weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, President Trump 
called in a favor with you know Xi Jinping. Yep. The man in China and got got them out of jail or got got them out of there, got them home. Yeah. But then went and demanded an apology, uh, a, a thank you. Right? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He said these guys better thank me. And then yeah, the the kids uh, thanked him. It should have ended there. Well, I'll tell you what, someone who doesn't know how to be a grown up, Lavar Ball. Lavar Ball. Uh, he's added a little yep. bit of fuel to the fire, hasn't he? He has. You know, he was asked, you know, do you thank Donald Trump as well for letting your child out of, you know, potential jail time? And he said, who? Mm. Um, well, this you is know. the big baller brand we're talking about here. They don't have time for all these little things like that. Oh, no, never. You know, big ballers don't have time to know who Donald Trump is. Yeah. Well, I mean, Donald's uh, had something to say on Twitter, hasn't he? He's been he totally did. pretty vocal um, for once, I think, on uh, social media. Yeah, hasn't used it much. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he said, Now that the three basketball players are out of China and saved from years in jail, LeVar Ball, the father of Leangelo, is unaccepting of what I did for his son, and that shop and that shoplifting is no big deal. I should have left them in jail. Mm. Well, he's having fun. We've had fun. Olgan, thank you so much for coming in, mate. Always Appreciate well. it. Thank you, Wilson. On that note, that'll do us for today on the Splash. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We'll be talking Ashes cricket, of course, as well as the final round of the V8 Supercar season in Newcastle. See you then.